after a uh, nice lead up of uh, our traditional Nick having technical issues on mics and cameras. We're here again. What, um, Nick, what's that that you're wearing there today, mate? Uh, this is the Real Madrid away jersey from the 2017-18 season. Uh, it was the season where Adidas did a fan design competition for about five teams, so just one for you, Mason. Um, and I'll show you what it was based on later in the episode. Okay, alrighty. And have you been uh, have you been working on anything interesting in the last seven days? Uh, nothing too major. Um, Hockey Victoria, we're just getting all their stuff out today, so uh, another big day of yeah, sending things out. Yeah, yeah, cool. And the big cat, what do you got on there, fella? Thanks Sweet. for asking, mate. I've actually yeah i'm wearing sleeves so you guys aren't blessed with the muscles this week but i'm wearing the <laughs> inaugural brisbane broncos jersey which as you guys know they are playing the cowboys this sunday um yeah i'm sure whether yes. we'd see you in a cowboys jersey or not mason but i know you change <laughs> nrl teams like you do undies so not a surprise here we go um here we go and not only that but it's on topic given it's what the broncos will be essentially almost wearing this sunday so is that an original or is that a replica? Well, I'll, will it sound cooler if I lie and tell you it's an original? Yeah. I mean, you know I'm from, Go on. You know I'm from Perth, right? You don't... <laughs> <laughs> you know I wasn't brought up in Brisbane. This is, Of course, this is a replica, bud. <laughs> Looks a bit too clean to be an original too. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And what about you working on anything interesting? Oh, nothing worth sharing, mate. Nothing worth sharing. Okay, okay, a little bit of sizzle. Keeping yep. it straight. Yeah, I might have uh, given you a bit of a teaser off camera, but nothing that I can share with the viewers, listeners, whatever the bloody hell we call them. <laughs> no worries. Why don't you tell us what you're wearing? Because it's uh, pretty interesting. Oh, yes. Self-promotion, you're sort of... Sleeping with the ex a little bit. Tell us uh, what you're wearing. Yeah, look, <laughs> you, you guys gave me shit last week for not um, not wearing a tee or a, a tee or a jersey. And, and to be honest, I've ran out. I'm I'm not invested as much as you guys are into the purchasing. I'm a fan by visual, not fan by buy. So I've definitely run low. And I was going to try and hold out on wearing some of these until later on, but yes, this is a self-designed, self-earned um, Australian uh, netball training shirt, uh, 2017. So as you said, yes, sleeping with the ex, uh, my previous employer was also the supplier and I um, had the beauty of designing my Australian gear. So this is the 2017 using modern Australian colours kit. I know that um, we've had lots of debates off air and we'll continue having debates on air about the Australian colours. So it's the canary yellow and the more deep sea green bottle. Um, nice Australian um, sans serif font across the, the front. Two-tone yellow just, canary. Just yep. on the whole hat jersey saga from last week I, I, I was pretty busy this, uh, this evening and I had a bit of a crappy day I 
couldn't quite be bothered putting on a shirt and I was pretty close to just pulling a mace and wearing my Chelsea cap. But at the last minute, I dove into the wardrobe and, and chucked the jersey on. So uh, I knew I'd cop a bit of shit, a bit of shit after last week and um, hanging shit on you. So exactly. Jersey. What a hero. Yeah. Some heroes don't wear capes. Up the reputation. <laughs> yes. I'm a man of the people. <laughs> uh, yes, so that's, that's what I'm wearing. Uh, thank you for not giving me any shtick on it. And that's the dream, though, eh? Designing your own jersey when you are a kid. I remember being six or seven years old and saying to my parents, I'm going to be an All Black and I'm going to design the jersey I plan. So I got halfway, halfway there. Halfway there. <laughs> Three, uh, a third of the way there. Yeah. Oh, mate, um, we'll, we'll dive into it on another time, but it was it's one of the, uh, the most emotional and, and greatest opportunities that I could have as a... Uh, I suppose you could call it an ex-elite athlete um, and a, a designer to, yeah, as you said, to, to design the gear that, that I went and rep- represented my country at. It was an absolute pleasure. Yep. Anyway, that's enough about me. Let's um, let's talk. Is this shit. a Mason podcast or are we no, going to actually no, get no, into yeah, things? Yeah, let's get into it. All right. All right. <laughs> Welcome to the Field of Design podcast for your news, stories and nonsense from the sports apparel and sports creative industry. My name is Mason and with me, New Zealand's greatest export, Nick Bassett. Ooh, <laughs> and the little excitement machine tapping into the show notes once again, Kit Lushev. Thank you, mate. Kind words. I appreciate it. Now, we have so much news to get through that we're just going to fly through some of these things. So if, um, if anyone has anything that they want to say, jump in quick because I'm going to fly through it. So this is from Engadget.com, Spotify Stadium, FC Barsha. FC Barsha might be one of the most famous names in soccer, but the club is in bad financial shape. So much so it couldn't afford to hang on to talisman Lionel Messi, who moved to Paris Saint-Germain last summer. Overall, Barcelona is in debt of a tune well over $1 billion. The club's die finances are somewhat alleviated through with the help of new sponsor Spotify. So they will replace Rakuten on front of men's and women's t-shirts, uh, replicas that the fans buy, as well as a long-term partnership that starts in July. Spotify says it will work with Barcelona to create opportunities for the iconic shirt to be a space that celebrates artists from across the world. Next bit of news, E-League is back from keepup.com.au. The E-League competition is back bigger and better than ever. The A-League bring you a fresh new look and a revved up format sure to excite EA Sports FIFA 22 players everywhere. Now, guys, I know that you, you two have been, there's a lot of banter going on around a um, FIFA competition, so this might be the place for you guys to to um, put your feet or your fingers where your mouth is, maybe. Ooh, that sounds yuck. Um, for the first time in competition, any eligible EA Sports FIFA 22 player can now enter, I'm looking at you two, for the chance to call themselves Australia and New Zealand's best and make it all the way to the EA Sports FIFA 22 Global Series. Uh, this really caught my eye from a news perspective because of all of the um, branding and marketing that's going around it. So if you head to keepup.com and go and check out the E-League um, page in there, there's some really cool gradients and 
Really sticking with that whole esports theme of fluoros, neons, gradients on dark backgrounds, you know, relying on um, what you get on the screen versus what you might get out um, on billboards and, and, and in real life. Jumping across now to nrl.com. Uh, ARLC announces expansion for NRLW. The Australian Rugby League Commission has approved the expansion of the NRL Telstra Women's Premiership, Ampol Women's State of Origin, and introduction of a salary cap system, which will increase average salaries by 28%. So from uh, to ensure new teams have time to prepare and allow further talent development, the 2022 NRL season will remain at six before going to eight teams in 23, 10 teams in 24. Uh, Mr. Abdo, uh, Abdo said all existing NRL clubs would have the ability to submit applications to join in 23 or 24 season. NRL will work with interested clubs over the coming months. Uh, jumping on now to Washington Commanders. So this is from sportingnews.com. Washington has heard the cries of the people and will soon make some much-needed changes. So I don't know if you fellows have th- seen this, but the crest that they had um, had uh, what the fans were describing as the wrong years for their championships on there. So the Commanders are amending their much-criticised crest, part of the worst-kept rebranding secret in sport, to avoid confusion over the franchise championship seasons. The original features five years along the bottom of the new circular logo, 37, 42, 83, 88, and 92. The problem is the uh, formerly known Redskins didn't win Super Bowl in any of the later three years. They did make the Super Bowl in 83 season, where they lost 38 to 9. Uh, so I think where the confusion is is they've marked the where they've won the championships and not in the season in which they won them, which was you know uh, carrying over um, in the previous year. Uh, this one is really cool, guys. Check this one out if you haven't already. Puma Cross White Castle sneakers RSX introducing the Puma and White Castle X inspired by White Castle's iconic square sliders, the instantly recognizable packaging. This progressive silhouette is transformed with bold orange accents, contrast stitching, and sleek co-branded details for a fresh look. Um, so you, the sneakers, you're pretty much looking at a burger, right? So it's um, you got your different tones there of the bun. Um, orange, brown for the meat, yellow slides, and they've even got a touch of green in there for the pickle. So you can see that uh, at the US Puma site, so US Puma, uh, and then search for White Castle RSX and check out those sneakers. Keeping in the sneaker theme, Nike 3D billboard. So this is plastered everywhere, but this extract is from perthnow.com. Nike is the latest company to take advantage of the mind-bending technology of the 3D curved billboard screen at Tokyo's Shinjuku Station. Since it launched last July, the technologies have been lauded by people around the world for its jaw-dropping visuals. Um, you can actually go and check out a video of the advertisement because me describing it just won't do it justice by going to um, uh, YouTube and just searching Air Max Day. Uh, otherwise, we'll include the all of our links in the episode descriptions. Um, jumping back here to the article... Um, Sean Hushoi and Nike executive based in Japan posted a video of the ad on LinkedIn, which you can see it. Um, thrilled to announce that we launched first time ever 3DO campaign to celebrate Air Max Day on the 26th of the 3rd. Uh, all right, jumping on now yeah, to... Jumping, uh, sorry, sorry, Mason. Yep. Yeah, mate. Just on that one. Um, it looks awesome, doesn't it? I think um, it brings back the memories from Back to the Future too with the Jaws 19 billboard. Popping out at you. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> it still looks fake. <laughs> it, 
still looks fake. This looks, this looks absolutely awesome though. Yeah, I'm going to do a little bit more research on this to actually see how it, um, how it all came together. Um, but yeah, it's absolutely fascinating to, to watch and I'm yeah, keen to see it from other angles or whether you need to be standing, standing in a particular angle to get, get the right effect to it. But yeah, as I said, um, the links will be in the show notes. Next bit of news. Um, uh, Nick, you might want to actually pronounce this team for me, mate. Fortuna Dusseldorf. Is yeah, that correct? Fortuna Dusseldorf. Um, Dusseldorf German special kit. team. Yeah, they've released a special kit designed by Jacques Tilly, uh, who's sort of an artist from the city. Uh, and, yeah, it's got, you know, references to their city and, and the team and the fans throughout it. Uh, I know there's been mixed opinions from us three, but I think it's awesome. And um, the the sort of relation to the city and, and the fans is pretty cool. I think it's really cool. Obviously, uh, European football um they seem to take a less traditional approach to a lot of their kits as we all know um and i'd actually like to see it bigger to be honest i haven't read the full brief of it but um yeah i i think that yeah why not make it bigger and and have it you know covering half the front of the shirt or you know coming from the side and covering half the front so mm. i'm a big fan yeah it features um, yeah, I was just... landmarks from the city and sorry kit um and you know different buildings from the city and then the stadium with the fans in there and sayings from the club. Um, so it's definitely on my purchase list. Yeah, I was just going to say it. Um, I love the illustration, but I'm with Mason a little bit in that I'd like to see them ramp it up a little bit at the moment. It, obviously, it's the main part of the jersey and such a unique design, but it's almost a, an afterthought that could have been thrown on at any stage. You know, It also reminds me a little bit of the 2016 New Zealand Warriors, uh, I think it's the Nines jersey where they actually had um, illustrations of each of the NRL team's mascot throughout the jersey. I just shared a link to you guys. I don't know if you've seen it, but I'd have loved to have seen them take it, yeah, take it to the extreme and, and you know, have it all, all throughout the jersey. But cool concept, looks nice. Is that the, um, the sort of white one with the black detailing? Yeah, correct. Yeah, hand, it's nearly hand illustration style or, or digital hand illustration style anyway. It's very cool. Absolutely. Shifting across now to um, our neck of the woods, AFL, 150-year Anzac Day Guernsey for Essendon. So this is from EssendonFC.com. It is with with much pride that the Essendon Football Club today unveils its 150th anniversary year Anzac Day Guernsey designed in honour of beloved past player and World War II hero Jack Jones. Uh, exactly two years to the day, Gentleman Jack passed away at the age of 95. The commemorative Guernsey includes 24 poppies in the red sash and number 24 on the front. Um, in poignant words, lest we forget, alongside a poppy incorporated into the design on the back. Famously, number 24 was dearly special to Jones for many reasons. The triple tra- premiership player and club Hall of Fame member served with the 24th Infantry Battalion in New Guinea during World War II as an acknowledgement of his time spent with the 24th Infantry Battalion and his honours of his fallen comrades, Jones proudly wore number 24 during his 175 games for the Bombers. Um, Essendon Football Club wishes to thank a power partner Under Armour for its care, consideration and support of the creation of this Guernsey. 
Sticking with the uh, AFL theme there, we've got Port retiring number seven for tribute match. So this is from Port Adelaide FC, number seven to be retired for Russell Ebert tribute match. Xavier Ebert, Ebert sorry, my apologies. Uh, Xavier Dersma will vacate the number seven Guernsey for Saturday night's game against Hawthorne, a game which will honour um, Ebert's contribution to Port Adelaide. Ebert, Russell sorry, Ebert. Mate. And... Uh, yeah, j- jumping through now, we've had a few drops of gear throughout the, the week. So Adelaide Thunderbirds via their Instagram have uh, dropped their heritage playing dress. You can check that out at the Adelaide Thunderbirds Instagram page. West Tigers multicultural jersey. Um, you can check out uh, our friends at RL Jerseys on Instagram, which is where we caught it first for um, to check out that one. Panthers Indigenous jersey, the Cowboys Defense jersey. You can check that out via uh, Cowboys Instagram. Sorry, um, you can also check out Panthers one via their Instagram and the Broncos Heritage jersey, sticking with the league theme for a minute there. And Melbourne United's multicultural jersey as well. We'll just wrap all of those together, guys. Any positives, any um, distastes, anything notable to discuss out of all of those? For me, the uh, the coolest one was probably West Tigers multicultural jersey, which I have a feeling we might see a bit more of that going forward in the NRL. Um, you know, given the large population of of Islander players and 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 uh, whatnot, I think they've got done a great job. And I reckon you might see a couple of more of these released by the end of the season. So great job by Steeden and West Tigers there. I think it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I um, When I saw it, it caught my great use of their traditional elements um, being, sorry, the Tigers' traditional elements in that having that V on there um, and then incorporating the um, cultural elements in there as well. So big positive for me. Um, what else do we have there? Broncos, I mean, we've, we've talked about a little bit, seen them multiple times. It just seems that it's so... Um, distilled in your brain that it that it really um it can't not be bad <laughs> kit what were you think what were you thinking yeah obviously it's an iconic design and one one that i love but um interesting to see that a uh, a prototype version seems to have um, been released online where they actually included the white panels on the sleeves i thought that was that made the, the jersey infinitely better so a little curious why that didn't go ahead. Um, I know there's been some debate online about what could be the reason whether the sponsor didn't like the white part on the sleeves. I tend to think maybe it didn't work across ladies and juniors sizing perhaps to have that big white white panel. That would be my guess. Um, I, it's worth noting that the Broncos have gone with the traditional collar on this one. Now that is, you know, that for us nuffies is, is, is ideal, right? That's what we love to see. Um, just to impart a bit of, you know, a bit of a story from my point of view, I've tried to get get things like that across the line for heritage jerseys on a number of occasions, and quite often it's the football department that you end up bumping heads with. They view it as a, you know, another piece of fabric that can p- potentially be grabbed in a tackle. So, um, yeah, so good work by uh, by the Broncos for letting that happen. Um, in terms of the jersey, the only thing I didn't like was the big gold side panel um but what can you do old man yells at clouds (laughs) yeah i uh circling back again on the collar there i 
100% agree with you. I, I think particularly with the heritage ones, it just, it adds that the cherry on the top, the, the, you know, that just chef's kiss finishing touch to, to a heritage look and feel. I think you, you get a sense of fraud when you're wearing these, you know, really tight jerseys, which obviously where the game's at now, and then you, you're sticking a, a heritage design on a really, you know, tight neck jersey. So, boys, um, is the Broncos jersey the jersey of the year so far, or are we still sticking with the Sharks heritage jersey? Mm. Gun to your head. Pick one. Broncos. Uh, for me, Sharks is better than Broncos if we're picking out of just those two. Thanks, Nick. Um, I knew I knew I liked you for a reason. <laughs> Fellow AFL player, the, um, superstar, Kiwi. The Broncos jersey. Another thing that could add that heritage look to it um, would be, you know, a proper cut sleeve with a set in instead of raglan. True, true, true. Got to throw it in there, don't you? Got to throw <laughs> it in there. <laughs> um, one that I just wasn't a fan of at all was the Melbourne United in the basketball, the NBL, the multicultural jersey. I, I mean, we all get it. We get that what they were going with. Again, we'll put the links in the show notes, but just the flags running up the side panel and then along the shoulder blades. I, I just thought it looked too busy. I thought there could have been a better way to execute it rather than the way that it was done. So, um, Little cheap, yeah. isn't it? I think the uh, yeah, Gold Coast Titans did a similar thing. Yeah, okay. Uh, sorry, Gold, Gold Coast Suns, not the Titans. Okay, uh, and the last bit of news there is from NRL.com. The National Rugby League has today launched the game's inaugural multicultural round, celebrating the different cultures which make up the rugby league community. Round three of the NRL Telstra Premiership and round five of the NRLW Telstra Premiership will be the first multicultural round which joins other themed rounds celebrating annually by the NRL. The theme of multicultural round is stronger together, celebrating how rugby league brings diverse communities and cultures together. So that now pretty much ties into our episode topic for the week, which is celebrating theme round and what might come next. So uh, who wants to kick off? What I thought we might do is perhaps just quickly talk about what our favorite theme might be of the existing, and this is across NRL, AFL, netball, uh, AFLW, NRLW, NBL, any any of those national ones that that um, that we all know and love, um, and then perhaps we could throw out there what we think might be on the horizon or coming forward. So, let's start with you, Kit. Did you have or do you have a favourite round now? Yeah, so I actually remember the days before everything was so commercialized and there were no rounds, right? And then I reckon it was the early 2000s you started to see uh, heritage rounds. Um, I I know that there were some sort of, uh, you know, matches and games before that where AFL teams would wear heritage guernseys. But I reckon early 2000s across the league you started to see heritage rounds. And I remember being like a kid in a candy store just reading the newspapers and watching the highlights and just being so obsessed with um 
you know what some of these clubs are wearing and uh, and uh, some of the outlandish outlandish designs that clubs were running out in that you know might not have much of a link to what they're wearing at the current time so heritage rounds always been a favorite for me um nick what about you yeah i'm uh, i'm pretty similar with you um heritage rounds always one that i look at because you know you grow up looking at all these jerseys as a young kid and they when you see them come back you you obviously get excited um as long as teams do it properly, you know, you don't want to see a, a modern day version of a heritage jersey that might, you know, the team might have changed colours in the last 20 years and they release They a, call that the faux back? Yeah, the, the modern heritage jersey that's different colours to what it was 25 years ago, um, like we saw with some of the Queensland Firebird stuff Mason and I have worked on. Um, Indigenous round, I think, um, it's, it gets better every year with the way they're expanding how they use the indigenous designs and um, everyone's sort of getting better at placement of, of elements with sponsors and logos and how to put it on a jersey rather than just a big block piece of art. Um, and then another round I always liked was the Color Rush round in the NFL. I know it's not popular with a lot of people, but um, I, I like the fact that two colors are on the same field when in American sports it's always white versus color so uh, that one always excited me Mason yourself yeah indigenous round for me uh, across all of the leagues really I think um, early on it was a bit hit and miss and as the artists the, the organizations have started to learn as you touched on their neck as to how to incorporate um, the indigenous indigenous elements into certain garments. Um, the artists themselves who perhaps work with the uh, indigenous, so the apparel artists who work with the indigenous artists, learn more about how to um, use their elements in in, an, in ineffective ways. Um, I still think now there are some where it, it's very simple and very basic, and probably um, dare I say cheats a little bit. Um, whereas, yeah, for me, Indigenous Round, so many memorable jerseys. I think uh, the Adelaide Crows have probably got, you know, three out of my top 10 favourite Indigenous jerseys. Geelong as well have got some really good ones. Um, I think the Broncos, and I think we even mentioned a couple of weeks ago the QRL, uh, the Maroons have, have got a Indigenous training kit in there. So whilst mm. it's not... Uh, indigenous round i think um yeah executed yeah really well um and then also uh, sorry mason i know speaking to you in the past i know you love how the new zealand sort of teams incorporate their indigenous culture just from the start they don't need a round they just go for it and and put it in their jersey for sure yeah and it's something that i've wondered for a while and and uh, the Firebirds actually have taken, n- not not through my advice, but of their own, is to why need an Indigenous round to have Indigenous artwork on their gear. And, and I nearly think with some of these um, football competitions, NRL, AFL, A-League, even why not have an away kit as a, an indigenous designed kit why do we need to specifically wait for an indigenous round to to have these uh i think that 
it would be great if um you know if if a team could adopt an indigenous uh year long uniform that they could choose to wear at home or away um and so yeah the, the firebirds have definitely done that i think the last two or three years they've incorporated ind- indigenous elements into their home and away dresses which you know I, I think it's great to see that's clearly the next step right it'll be probably not having an indigenous round per se in terms of jerseys like still having that celebration but it's when we'll start to see some of the big clubs just go all out and say look let's wear it through our training range let's let's adopt an away jersey uh we've already seen it with the wallabies i think haven't they started to do a little bit of that i know yeah, the per scorches in the yeah in the numbers i know the per scorches in in the uh the big bash probably wore their their uh indigenous d- design more times than not last season so interested interested to see who'll be the the first you know afl or nrl team to make that step mm, mm-hmm. yeah yeah all right and so now let's put our um our goggles on into the future and let's start with you kit i uh, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to hear a whole list and taking everyone else's thoughts. But why don't you start with one or two that you think might be making its way into these top leagues in the next few years? Yeah. So this was my idea for the topic, right? So I'm not going to say that the obvious ones, uh, which I'd imagine maybe you guys might bring up. Uh, there's a couple that are extremely obvious that I think will be at in the next two or three years perhaps maybe sooner i don't know um but one i've always thought of and you know might be a little out of the box but i'd love to really sink see either the afl or i'll sink their teeth into you know partnering with a children's charity and um almost going like an ugly jersey round or or, or whether you get kids to design the jersey or, or something like that um my thought was maybe to start off with you could have each team wear their, their most outlandish, colourful jersey or Guernsey from, from past years. Like I think of the Eagles ochre jersey from the early 2000s or the Bron- Broncos aqua jersey. Like imagine coupling that, whether you do it on Magic Round, um, really getting getting involved with the children's charity and everyone just going, you know, let's let's be bright, colourful and out there and, uh, and raise some money for the kids because... You know, as I know, you know, Nick brings up in his jersey reacts, sometimes those 90s designs are so out there and so over the top. Um, you know, fans would love to see them back, but it's just, you know, sometimes these clubs are a little gun shy in, you know, tinkering with their current branding too much. So that, that's my suggestion. I don't know what you call it, but hopefully I've, um, you know, put my point across and you guys kind of understand what I'm getting at. I think you need to nearly do it ironically in a way. Like, I don't know whether you guys, this is a little bit off topic. I don't know whether you guys have been following what the Wiggles have been doing. The original Wiggles have kind of come back into the, uh, into the, um, into the world now. And yeah, in the mainstream. Thank you. And yeah, some of the stuff that they're doing, you, you would nearly not want, um, (laughs) on their Instagram anyway, you would not want your two year old necessarily, um, watching that stuff, but to do it ironically in a way that's like, yeah, it's a nod to the past, but it's also going, yeah, we know it's not great, but we're celebrating that it's not great. And we know that you love it, even though that it's not great. I think that's the way to go about it. 
I was just going to say, for, for, all you need to do is type into Google worst ever NRL jerseys or AFL Guernseys and, you know, you've got a handful handful there to begin with anyway. So like you said, just Tell celebrate. Tell us what comes up, mate. Oh, that well, the Broncos Aqua one. I'm not sure if you guys remember that. I think they've probably had two yeah. or three, two or three from that uh, that generation. I, I remember in the. I didn't hate them either, but it's just so out of the blue, isn't it? Um, you know, Manly had this defence force jersey that looked like, you know, cow splodges or something like that. The the worry is you could probably pick four or five to, to wear um it's just endless so you know i just love the idea of really diving headfirst into that fun poke fun at yourself and and raise a shitload of money for for some sort of you know kids hospitals or kids charity or something like that magic round would be the best place for that as well i think yeah yeah interested to hear what you guys had in mind i was just gonna say um with that uh sort of kids charity thing um Super Rugby, the New Zealand teams actually did something for Plunkett uh, charity in New Zealand, uh, kids charity. Um, the jerseys weren't very out there or crazy, but they were special jerseys and they had like a name on the front of each jersey of a child um, who sort of was sponsoring. So every jersey had a different name of, of a child who was receiving treatment um, and those jerseys were auctioned off to, to help you know, Plunkett, the charity and also those kids. Uh, the jerseys were pretty bland and pretty boring, but um, yeah, again, New Zealand's Super Rugby sides have sort of done something like that. Yeah, that's really cool. What um, else have you got? I sort of thought of. Obviously, you know, you've got the, like you say, the, the you know, the cancer awareness rounds, and you know, the Glen McGrath Day, something like that could obviously pop over into other sports. Um, they do the pink month in the NRL and the NFL. Sorry, uh, one from back home again in New Zealand is um, we've just had a new public holiday announced, Matariki, which is Māori New Year. So uh, around that time, I think there could be something done. Not not with sort of the typical Māori designs you see, but um, something you know a bit more related to New Year and and the sort of the skies and the seas of how they travel to New Zealand and or Aotearoa, as, as it's called in those indigenous um, times. So that would be one just as a, around that public holiday in New Zealand for me. And isn't it heritage round over there at the moment for Super Rugby? You wouldn't know it looking at the New Zealand teams. <laughs> Kit, um, no, there's not much going on in that space at Reds. all, is there? <laughs> Did you say the Reds? Yeah, I know. I know you've got some inside scoop on them. Yeah, so um, I don't know. If, just quickly and a little bit off topic, but seems you've mentioned it, and I hopefully I'm not speaking out of turn here. But uh, just before the Super Rugby season, I think the Reds old boys played a Tonga Invitational team, and uh, we did some jerseys for those guys, and they wore a heritage style. The Reds wore a heritage style design, and apparently the crowd loved it so much. So um, we we're pretty close to rushing through a set of heritage jerseys for this round and it sort of at the last minute got pulled out from underneath us so the reds were pretty close to having a heritage design but um hasn't come to be but from us obviously we've got moana pacifica in a somewhat of a heritage sort of nod jersey um, which i think came up pretty cool for such a sort of complicated 
way of throwing back to their heritage. I don't know if you guys have seen that. What are your thoughts on a club in their first year having a heritage jersey? Pretty sure the Titans did that as well, didn't they? I don't know about their first year, but there was... Yeah, that was... um, I think that was in the first few years, but yeah. Yep. I mean, at least they're making an effort, right? They use the tweed tweed seagulls butcher stripes, I believe. Mm. What was that? That might have been the heritage year. What was uh, uh, they, when did they come in? Two thousand and seven, and then uh, all the listeners are probably banging their heads against the, their hands at the moment, listening to us talk about it. But um, what was the hundred year celebrations? Was that two thousand nine? Yeah, I think that's when the, the stripes, the butcher stripes, came in for the Titans colours. I know they wore a butcher stripe heritage design in 2018, um, which had a collar when they were at Classic Sports. So yeah, um, okay, they'd been around for 10 years or so by then. By then, yeah. Another one, just going back to Super Rugby, that um, yeah, another one in Super Rugby, the Chiefs from sort of the Central North Island region wore a heritage jersey back in uh, 2019. Um, related back to their 1996 jersey the first year of Super Rugby so uh, it has Mm -hmm. been done but it's very minimal in Super Rugby for sure yeah Adidas have bigger bigger better things to be worrying about I guess yeah the the Blues jersey the Blues away jersey this year is sort of technically a throwback as well I don't think it's as good as it could have been um, for their 1997 to 99 jersey um, but it's a modern take on it, I suppose you could say. Mason, any ideas that you had? Yeah, well, look, I, I know that we've all talked about, you know, the obvious ones, so I think someone at least has to mention them, and that is Pride Round. We've seen it a little bit come up in the AFLW now, and I think um, I think there was an attempt or even an execution last year in the Super Netball to get some of those teams jumping into that and i think it won't be long until that's more widespread um some other could thoughts we that see i it? had sorry i was just going to say could we see it in the nrl this season maybe and how would it oh, be re- you tell how, me mate how would it be re- how do we think it's going to be received look i think we're at a point now where it would be more accepted but there would still be uh, negative comments on social media. I think we're at a point where a lot of communities are a lot more open to it and, and as they should be without getting too political about everything. But um, yeah, I think that regardless of whether it's the NRL or whether it's the women's NBL, I think that um, there's more acceptance in that space, but there'll always be haters. Keep your eyes peeled. That's all I'll say. Okay. All right. Are we uh, are we in the north part of the country or are we in the more southern part of the country? No comment. I was just going to say, all these sort of special rounds isn't really something you see around the world. You know, you, I, obviously the NBA has their sort of city jerseys and their Christmas jerseys, um, but America, they don't really do these sort of one-off jerseys every year and even obviously you know european football again it's 
that's their kit for the season and they wear it. There's no special rounds or they might have a poppy on for their poppy day, not Anzac Day for them. Well, the I'm glad you brought up the city jerseys. Yeah, and that's something obviously the uh, the NBL in Australia have adopted pretty heavily. I think they're, what are we, into our second or third year of that now? And uh, you'd be surprised at how many NRL clubs are attempting to do the same thing. I know that we've had a couple of our clubs um, have cracks and there'll be a couple more released this year. And uh, I think the Broncos did a, a, a jersey paying tribute to Story Bridge, which before I moved to Brisbane, I had no idea what Story Bridge even was. Sorry, Mason, the resident <laughs> Brisbaneite. Neither did I. It's all right. It's no Sydney Harbour. Was that it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, other ones that I thought of, and and mine are probably a little bit more outlandish and maybe a little bit unrealistic. Is we've seen it in the All Stars matches, which is the grassroots. So I know in the All Stars match, uh, in the past, the uh, All Stars and indigenous indigenous players would have the logo of the NRL club that they were representing. And I know uh, some of the clubs have also done training days where you show up wearing your grassroots club. And I can't help but wonder, perhaps down the line, whether there's some integration or push with grassroots that we may see grassroots clubs featured on a sleeve or below a, a um, player's, uh, sorry, below a team crest or something like that. Um, maybe even at Love state that. of origin level. Yeah. Um, Can I jump in there, Mason? Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, just again, sorry, I keep relating this back to New Zealand, but um, the NPC, the National Provincial Rugby Competition in New Zealand, they have a sort of a club day every year and all the players wear their sort of club, grassroots club um, socks in the game. So everyone's wearing different socks on the field, which is pretty good mm. to see. Especially when they're yeah. sort of from your own club that you played for as a kid. Yeah, I nearly feel like that's been done perhaps in the NRL. I just, I, it's not Possibly, clearly coming yeah. to me. Yeah. So uh, another one that I had was volunteers. So I know you mentioned before, Kit, uh, around um, children's charities. Uh, I would, I can imagine perhaps down the line, there's some celebration for volunteers, natural disasters, SES or something like that. Um, whether that be a, a round throughout the year or whether that's a standalone event, um, each year, or perhaps in just a, a, a disastrous year that, that may, that, that may come about. Uh, I'm thinking here along the same lines of what Newcastle have done in the past with their, Ooh, what was the, what's the right the term for it? Is it a tradie jersey or is it the mining colleges mining mining, mining jersey. jersey? Yep. So something in that same vein, wearing that you know, f incorporating the fluoro oranges or fluoro colours in that. Uh, st sticking in that same kind of area is perhaps climate change. So if if things continue to go more shit than the way things are now. Um, we may, there may be bigger pushes like we've seen with perhaps gay rights or um, marriage equality in the last 10 years. If there's a big push politically and socially around climate change, we might see some adoption to something across the jerseys there. Um, that's probably a little bit more far-fetched. And then one that I can't the even fully... The jerseys. 
as, as a, oh, like, the, yeah. that's a good push for the technology of the jerseys as well, eh? Well, yes. So, actually, thank you, Nick. Um, there was Sorry. yeah some of my notes there that I did miss around just the re- the recycling jerseys and the the recycling fabrics, which I know we've talked about on a, a previous episode. But yeah, it, it, where we get to a point where all the, all of the suppliers are using one hundred percent recycled uh, fabrics across you know their the entire playing kit. Um, and then now you're touching on technology. So this is probably the furthest. Uh, one away from reality at the moment that that I really can't picture what it looks like, but it's incorporating AR and the metaverse. Um, you oh know God. that's still all in its infancy, but I can <laughs> you drunk, definitely mate? S- no, mate, no, no, no. Let me let me explain. I can definitely see a time now. There's still debate whether the metaverse is really going to take off, but. As more companies seem to, you know, take on, you know, you're getting 3D artists and 3D designers now who are designing sneakers clearly, uh, sorry, designing sneakers purposely for purchase in the metaverse itself. You're never going to buy real um, sneakers. You're going to buy digital. And when you go in the metaverse, you can wear the clothes that you've purchased digitally. Um, so I, you know, I can't fully comprehend it, but I can see down the line somewhere you could be, we could be at a point where we're watching an, uh, an NRL game at home with our VR headset on, and you could be selecting what the players are wearing, or it could be motion captured. Um, and you could be watching the NRL, uh, in, um, CGI or AR or whatever it might be. So, and yeah, I, I can't fully comprehend it, but and that's really far fetched. But that's where I think we need drug testing from now. in this podcast. <laughs> I was I was loving all the ideas, and then you started talking about metaverse and VR and AR, mate. Look, look, when when You've we're recording me. our five millionth episode in the year twenty sixty two, do the maths on that. See if that's right, mate. Um, you're talking about technology. We can't even get three microphone, three working microphones <laughs> together. So how about we just worry about that? Um, All right, and that's that's where I'll curb it anyway. That's where I, I've left my my notes. I love the ideas, guys. Um, yeah, just to just to obviously, I work in the NRL. So if I could just quickly summarise where I think and, and perhaps finalise where I think rounds are going to go, I think we will see obviously Indigenous continue to be celebrated as as it right, rightfully should, but. I think we'll see that merge to maybe include some more of these cultures and, and you know, origins from, from, you know, that help contribute to the great game. At the moment, the NRL are pretty stringent on make, ensuring that only Indigenous um, is represented on these jerseys. I think that'll be opened up. We'll start seeing more Pacifica and multicultural jerseys. Um, I think Women in League, which has been done for quite a while, I think that'll merge to be more in everyone in league, inclusive, in, inclusivity type around. Um, and I think that's probably in the next year or two we'll see that. Uh, Anzac round, I think obviously none of us are downplaying the importance of that, but I think we will probably see a move to a move away from over-the-top designs. It'll probably go towards what some of the English soccer teams do, which is just a small nod of acknowledgement, whether that be a poppy or a lest we forget. Um and I think that with the nine sort of going by the wayside, I think we probably can go a little 
little bit more out there with Magic Round and, you know, really celebrate some crazy and wacky designs. And that goes with the festival vibe of that whole round. So, yep, that's where I stand. It's my opinion. And when's the NRL getting into the metaverse? <sighs> when my cryptocurrency goes back above where I need it to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, NFTs aren't doing too well as well, I hear. Nick, have you invested in those? Oh, that's a conversation for another time. <laughs> uh, anything else before we jump on to Jersey Review? Let's get to the main show. What everyone's right. here for. Take it away, Nicholas. Where's the stinger? So, Nick's obviously. Jersey Reveal. <laughs> so this is what I'm wearing now, the Real Madrid... Uh, 2017-2018 third jersey so they've got obviously this sort of tonal squares heck um digital pattern it's almost like a pixelated type of deal right looks pretty cool yeah teal so obviously um with the fan design they had colors specified and and stuff like that so the teal was sort of set and then fans got to put in their jersey designs um and that's what was chosen whether if you could say chosen or not, um, Mason. Uh, for, as far as I know from the stories I've sort of heard, this is the jersey it's based off, uh, which is the 1996-7 Real Madrid third jersey. Let me just check I've got that right. Yeah, 96-97. There's a photo of the squad wearing it, uh, and here is a flat image of the jersey so give us your thoughts on these two talk us through the visuals of what we're looking at nick so the the 1996-97 real madrid third jersey uh calmay made it uh their logo is a paw print so um paw print sort of branding down both sleeve arms and then uh in the v of a collar it's a v-neck polo collar uh, and then you've got the sort of Real Madrid purple with almost ticker tape gradient quadrants all over it. Um, so pretty crazy out there design for Real Madrid, who are obviously known as being all white. Um, and typical 90s, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's awesome. Looks great. Both of them. The new interpretation and the old school one. So, um, yeah, excellent. New interpretation is a real good modernization of it, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. The uh, how's the yeah the poor branding on the sleeves very capa esque Yeah, bit of um, bit of umbro from back around that time too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Another thing with this one is you sort of get that nineties, um, the like hologram through the design too. So. On the flat version, you can see the sort of Real Madrid logo and text through it the whole way through. That sort of, I don't know, it wasn't really sublimated, was it? But it was that real shiny material and you could have the effects going through it. Yeah, I remember Puma used to have it on their AFL jumpers in the uh, late 90s, early 2000s. I think, yeah, whether it was Jack or woven into the fabric, I think. Yeah, Um, I I think it was. It, it was uh, it was a great way to ensure, you know, knockoff designs weren't used right. 
because yeah. it makes it pretty pretty hard for these um, these factories that pop up and sell bootleg designs to to exist. Uh, I know now, like the Brisbane Lions, try and sublimate the Lions logo throughout their design, but pretty easy to replicate that by sublimation. So I think that this was awesome back in the day to try and prevent that. Yeah, for sure. It's it's just one of those '90s ones where put everything into it, isn't it? Put as much design as we can. Yeah, absolutely. What are your thoughts, Mason? I don't know my thoughts. There's a whole lot of business going on there. Um, it's it nearly actually reminds me of the the review that you dropped. I think in episode one, it's got the similar kind of um, what was it the the swash sticker. Uh, design it's got similar elements to it that that yeah come to mind um so busy so busy the the feet running up and down the sleeves uh giving me anxiety even that the the paw prints themselves don't follow one direction they're both going upwards towards the neck um yeah uh yeah i think this for me this goes into the category of um not even ironically liking it. I don't think I like it even ironically. Um, yeah. So a no pass for me. Still got those elements of what you see in European football, whether it's the, the, um, the grid, the grid kind of factor, um, you know, the four squares, the quadrant, but yeah, quadril. Sorry. That's the right, right term. Um, Yeah. Not much more I can say about it, to be honest. <laughs> give us give us your thoughts on the modern-day interpretation that I'm wearing at the moment. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a more modern, clean design uh, that I think, you, you, yeah, it's not dissatisfactory at all. I think it's, you know, it's more single tones. It's on a darker base as well. So you, you're sitting on a teal base and then you're using more darker teals on it versus having a white and then, you know, purple um, elements to it. So three stripes along the top, I don't know. Maybe the paw prints might might be better up there. Not, not quite sure. Um, stripes probably could have been white. There's a bit of criticism for you. Um, but... Yeah, it, it's a nice, yeah, clean modern design. I like. I don't mind the self um, self cuffs around the sleeves there as well. It's a nice finishing touch to it. There you go, another one for you. Cool. All right. Well, I I think that might um, that might just about do it, guys. No late news coming through from you guys. Late news is it's time for bed. Fair call. Fair call on that. All right. Uh, well, thank you everybody for listening. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can email us at fieldofdesignpodcast at gmail.com or hit us up via our Instagram at fieldofdesignpodcast. As mentioned, uh, all uh, links will be included in the show notes and um, you can check out the Instagram for all of our highlighted uh, mentioned items in today's episode. Um, we've got one, um, one bit of, uh, mail here. This is from, uh, John, have you seen the retro mascots being used on the AFL socials? I think I pointed this out to you, Kit, the other day, uh, after, um, halfway through round one of the AFL. Yeah, you showed us both. It was pretty cool on the scorecards at the end of games, wasn't it? Yeah. So I had a bit of a quick look around. I found, um, found that the... 
they've actually been extracted from the original mascots, uh, bar I think the two new modern modern day ones being the Suns and the Giants, where uh, AFL um, designer can't remember their name, sorry, um, yeah, came up with you know, two new mascots for the teams, and um, yeah, I think it's a nice, nice refreshing touch to. Um, those posts and hopefully we can see it included in a few other things alrighty everyone Uh, it's great to talk great to see you guys shall we do it again next week let's uh, give it a try yeah (laughs) thanks fellas talk soon cheers guys see ya